Hello, and welcome to Self-Sabotaging Sagas, hosted by me, your Elevation Guide, Jenea Barnes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. If you've been with us for the last couple weeks, you know that we've been doing some healing work with Holly. We... We did some trauma healing to take some of the emotional content out of past traumas. And then we did some clearing around fear. So today we're going to talk with Holly about her experience and what she's noticed has shifted, has changed, what maybe she feels inspired to do moving forward and then answer any questions she has and we'll take it from there all right hi holly welcome back (laughs) you got the jazz hands there i like the jazz Um, hands (laughs) no what i've noticed in the past week is um a shift in perspective of what i need in my current world and that um surrounded money a lot. And I've known that for a while, but I started having dreams about it, finding like finding gold (laughs) and seeing, I started perceiving how much I needed and how much I wanted. And then sort of stepping back and going, okay, this is what I need. This help manifest it because I've noticed in the past, if I say out loud, this is what I want. This is what I need. It will come in some form or another, you just have to say it out loud. You make it into the air, like kind of like the Egyptians where they're like, you know, if you know the name of something, it gives it power. Right. Um, so I've, I've been focusing on that and I'm not exactly sure how that's going to come forward. Um, but it is. So what has, what's different about that than say a couple weeks ago before we did some work? as far as shifting into really thinking about and calling in the kind of finances and financial freedom, I guess you're looking for that you want and need. How has your perspective around that shifted? Uh, It's become more positive. And then actually a few weeks ago, I was in Georgia with uh, absolutely no resources and, and called up on the boyfriend. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And he took me back out to Tacoma. So I've sort of in the past few weeks, I'm like, oh, well, you got $8 to your name uh, with no sort of perspective on how that's going to get better. You know, just sort of floating. I'm like, I have failed again. You know, so it's no longer feeling like I failed. It's it's something's on a new path. And before then I had consistently floated you know, just trying to float by on the bare minimum, which how I did, I'm still mystified. Um, <laughs> but it's now it's it's come to the attention that this is in order to succeed, that has to happen. And so it's a matter of changing from this doesn't really matter. You know, I'm just sort of floating something, you know, needs to happen, but I don't know what. And then now I figured out that needs to be a focus uh, for me. Um, cause I didn't exactly want to go back to Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it sounds a little bit like, I mean, this is one thing our subconscious mind does is it's always going to try to make us survive. I mean, we are going to do the best we can to survive. It is what we are programmed to do. So it makes sense to me that you would float by and somehow you always made it. It's one of those things. I think not everybody out there, but a lot of people can relate paycheck to paycheck, barely getting by you, you, but somehow you always make it in the last minute. You might not ever get ahead, but you're always cruising by. And then it sounds like your subconscious has shifted like, oh, wait, this isn't good enough. We no, want to have a little bit more. Um, so do you feel, I mean, we cleared fear. Could there mm -hmm. have been fear around feeling abundant or feeling more? Yeah, no, I felt shame in the past when I was successful and had money and ah. it was shame was put on me of how could you, how could you brag? How could you talk about this when it's like, well, you know, uh, in the past I've, I've gotten ridiculed for going to college gotten ridiculed for getting a good federal job. And it's just sort of like, I feel like having that will cause others not to like me. And that shouldn't even matter, you know, especially regarding family, you know? Right. But these things, these things program deep into our subconscious, especially, especially when it comes from family, because even if they said, gave you flack about going to college, I'm sure there was stuff that happened when you were younger, when you were even more impressionable and that mindset started to dig in. So it makes sense to me that your subconscious was on a path like get by, don't ever get too successful because, you know, there will be repercussions. And especially when you're young, that stuff, those feelings, feelings do not feel good sometimes, you guys. <laughs> I just sat through a bunch of feelings earlier today and I was like, oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, and it feels like a chore because I don't want to do it. But I also know when I get through to the other side that there's freedom in it. Yeah. And but when we're little, we don't have that consciousness. We just know that this doesn't feel good. So our subconscious does everything it can to prevent us from feeling that feeling. So it sounds like there was definitely fear and stuff going on around repeating those feelings of people ridiculing you. Oh yeah, no, and I can, I can point back to when that started. <laughs> it's funny how most of us have that point when we really like recognize a specific thing, we can be like, oh yeah, boom, that thing. Mm -hmm. and. Sometimes you have these really strong memories of an event and you don't really know why until someday something comes along to open your eyes that, oh, this was the source of whatever behavior I've been doing all this time or whatever thing feeling I've been trying to avoid. Oh, yeah. No, and it's, yeah. it's a matter of um, getting past that. I think will get me to the point where I start working harder. Cause I literally, I, I feel like I've been mentally and emotionally lazy 
if that makes sense. Like I'm just sort of, I mean, emotionally there's always been meh, but it's, it's not trying. I wasn't trying before, you know? Right. Well, it's interesting, you know, you and I, before we started deciding what we were going to work on for these few demonstrations, one of the things that came up is self-worth. And that's a huge thing that sabotages us in so many different areas. And I think what I told you is self-worth is one of those things that it's not as quick of a fix as some of the other things in the world. <laughs> we can't we can't fully transform it into sessions, but because it's there's layers with self-worth. And it sounds like we have actually kind of shifted one layer. And when you talk about, you know, you felt lazy emotionally and physically in the past, one of the things that low self-worth causes is procrastination. Oh yeah. It is that, well, I'm not gonna be able to do it good enough or I have a fear of success, <laughs> which actually that doesn't really have that has to do with self-worth, but this, that one specifically kind of sounds like clearing that a little bit is fired you up and motivated you a bit. Yeah. No, I've got a direction on that. And I definitely want to do more sessions and talk to you about what that would uh, cost and entail. Okay. Well, we can do that. And the way I yeah. usually do that with people, just so those of you guys listening or watching will know, um, I do... We'd have a quick conversation to make sure that what you're looking for is something I can help you with. And then, Holly, what we would do at this point, because we've already had quick conversations, <laughs> work. Um, we'll sit down, we'll do a pathway session. And that's a very detailed session where we go over what it is you want, what's been getting in your way, and what it looks like when you have it. And from there, we, I'd map out a plan that's specific for you. We'd go over that review and agreement, choose to work mm -hmm. together or not. If it's, you know, not the right fit, not the, then we, we part as loving friends. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? You said you had a lots of dreams. Have you noticed any other shifts? Um, Not that I can think of at this point. I should have like written down the shifts, but it's it's mainly that I have dreams almost every single night. And that's the the real thing that stuck with me is um, there's still nightmares. But the one with the, the money, uh, you know, I was finding jewels, but there was something very scary that I was running from, like a ghost or something like that. Like I was trying to avoid them while getting these treasures. Um, and so I think that's part of the shift is realizing success is attainable, but what am I afraid of? What am I, you know, cause it was mm -hmm. definitely behind that. So it's a more of a realization of this is what's going on. I've, I've realized what I don't want in my life in certain aspects. Uh, not all of it, because I think if I knew all of the layers, uh, 
I wouldn't exactly be in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's one of the things too. One of the reasons why I love to work with people for longer periods of time is because we get to do, we get to peel those layers away. Every mm -hmm. time we do some work, every time we have a new realization, a new epiphany, it peels another layer away in so that it allows you to get to what's next. And each time you peel a layer away, you get to elevate a little bit more, which is really cool. It's well, um, and one interesting yeah. thing too, if you think about an onion, when you peel off the outer layer, that's dead, but the next layer is fresh. So sometimes that can be scary, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's transformation is some people are really okay with staying at the one level forever if they can, but you yeah, what's comfortable. Feels comfortable. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's because what happens in that case is our nervous system registers that as we are safe. Mm -hmm. If it is comfortable, we are safe. And but if anybody has any aspirations to do more in their life, to go further in their life, you can't just sit in the comfortable forever. And we all know, especially in this last year, <laughs> there's no such thing as comfortable forever. <laughs> there's no such thing as comfortable forever. So the life, the God or universe or just life, it's going to throw some wrenches. And a lot of us will stay, we'll create our little comfy little basket. We'll stay in here nice and cozy for a long time until life punches you right out of it. And so a lot of times the people that end up coming to me, it's because life just punched them out of the basket and they... My mom calls me Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no matter how many punches you get, you just keep getting back up. It's resilience. It means that as you as you start working through more and more stuff, you will have the resilience to keep going. And that is a beautiful trait. Not everybody has that. Some people just give up. So I'm going to commend you for that, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... So a lot of times people come to me when they're in that transition point because everything is already uncomfortable and you're like reaching out, give me something to make it better. And uh, as we sometimes, not everybody is so brave to step into transforming and shifting their life when things are sort of even and okay. Well, I had um, a friend, Laura Gray, a long time ago. She told me an analogy that I absolutely love. She says, you have to think about roses. How do roses start out? And I was like, well, you know, like as a seed. She says, okay, and the seed has this tight ball, and it has to go down into dirt. And then in order to succeed, it has to break painfully out of that shell. Yeah. And then it's still in dirt. And through nurturing water, all that stuff, it has to reach up to the light in order to become a flower. So think about the pain and how much struggle that has to be to get to where you're beautiful and you're above and you're in the sunlight. And right. she says, if you start out and you never nurture that seed, you're never gonna burst through, but bursting through is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be, it can be painful, but you have to push upwards. Yeah. 
And one of the things that I like about, you know, the work that I do is as we do it, it's, it can be uncomfortable a little bit at times, but it's not, if you guys watch the previous videos, it's not super crazy traumatic. It's not reliving and going through in this really horrible way to get through. So it's the gentlest way I've found to really transform stuff and choose what you're transforming. Which yeah, is really cool. you're picking your path. Yeah. So what would you say? I mean, can you speak to how it felt when we were doing work? What was the, did it feel stressful? Did it feel over the it, top? It felt, did it feel? It felt strange. Like I felt like I was trying to find something. I didn't know what it was. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I love the, the symbol that came up because uh, that actually showed up in a movie that just came out. Uh, so I was like, out. Um, but it, it felt like I was searching for something that I didn't know as we were going through the, the backward timeline. It was, it was, what are you looking for? What are you, it felt, it felt strange. Uh, not in a bad way, but it was, what am I, cause I didn't expect it. You know, it's like, what am I looking yeah. for? What am I looking for? Um, but saying that out loud, or at least in my head, kind of helped me find what I was looking for. Yeah. Well, and everybody, everybody's experience is going to be a little bit different because our mind represents things in different ways. So your you had water in your timeline. A lot of people, mine looks like <laughs> my timeline when I went back and did some healing around some childhood traumas. It was like a freshly paved, like two-lane highway, nice <laughs> black with the bright yellow center and the white lines and like desert on the sides. And then through one of my traumas, it was like a shattered charcoal mess. Like, yeah. and for me, I had to redo it, repave it. And it took a while to get the color right because first it was old concrete. And then, so it took a few layers. So everybody's mind has a different way of representing things. And that's why, you know, I work with specifically with what's going on with you. It's um, funny because I've been putting together this self-worth workshop and trying to figure out how do I do this so that people get the most out of it as if they are with me on a one-on-one -on -one session. So it's taken me a number of months to really feel into, okay, what is the way that we can do this, that everybody gets to work with their own mind and transform their own mind, and I can lead them without- In the group, yeah. Yeah, in a group. And so I finally figured it out and I've tested it out a bit. And so I'm super excited about that coming up. But yeah, yeah isn't that again, May that, that starts? Yeah, that's in May. It's May. It's going to be five weeks. So remember when we talked about self-worth in the beginning, I was like, I, keep, I, I mean, I can do a little work on self-worth, but we're not going to be able to make a big shift in two sessions. So I figure five with the stuff that we're going to work on is going to really create a lot of shift. We're going to transform shame. We're going to work with self-love, with parental 
printing and modeling and then clearing some unworthiness. So it's going to be really cool. What's up? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you said that you're still having nightmares. Have you noticed anything different about the nightmares? Have you noticed that anything like you've shifted in the way that you were acting or have the actors, the people that were in the dreams been different than they have been in the past? Um, they are different. Sometimes I don't remember all the nightmares, but one of them was clearly defined as who the villain was, which was strange because uh, it wasn't someone I'd normally, uh, normally put directly in nightmares. Um, and the next time it was underlying, what am I afraid of? And that was very different because yeah. normally it's, um, I have, I have PTSD and so I replay a lot of the same nightmares. Um, but this was, it was different than what I was used to. It was different things were coming up. Um, right. and they were pertinent to what was going on in my life currently to a certain extent. Um, whereas the other ones were sort of irrational or just sort of repeating uh, the same situations. Right. Well, that's a big thing to actually be in your dream and be able to be like, wait, what am I afraid of? Yeah. That's, that's a huge shift because one of the things as we start to shift and as our subconscious shifts, we begin to actually like some of our fears become silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk on video. It's scary, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's these things like, well, what's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to happen? But because our subconscious mind has this programming about whatever fear, it runs crazy and our like, what is it? The reptilian brain, the amygdala. Uh, amygdala. I can, I can speak well. Amygdala. amygdala. <laughs> I have words sometimes that get stuck like that so hard, and I'll know how to say them. Another one is my. I'm. I can't even do it. Mike DeLiangelo. <laughs> I still can't <laughs> say it. I know how to say it. I can say it in my head, but whenever I try to say it out loud, it just comes out like I don't know. I like to tell people like words are hard. So amygdala. Oh, there it went. Okay. I'm glad that one connected finally. But your amygdala fires and there's no thought process. It's all just emotion, fight, or flight the thought process, the consciousness around it is not there. So for me, and knowing what I do and what I observe, the fact that you were able to actually be still running from something, so you still had some of that fight or flight, but the fact that you were able to access your conscious brain as well and be like, wait, what am I running from? Says yeah. that your brain is now connecting both parts of the brain and that's yeah. huge when you're talking about fear and yeah, which, you know what is this what it was in the dream i was trying to find out what 
was coming after. I was afraid, but I was like, what is this? Right. And that's something that when we are in that crazy state of fear, our brain doesn't even have that capacity to have those questions. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, I know sometimes it seems like a little shift when people have these shifts just in their dreams and they don't see it translate into their real life, like as a specific thing. But that's a huge shift in the subconscious. The fact that you are able to access both parts of the brain in that state of fear. That's yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And I think sometimes people can can try to look for an instant. I feel 110 percent better. And it's like, well, sometimes that's a you know, that's uh, you keep going there. You know, it's a start and then you keep rolling up. Right. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, looking for that silver bullet or that magic bullet. It's it's yeah. not there, you guys. I talked yeah. about this a few weeks back when I was talking about my own self-development journey. There is no self, there is no silver bullet. It is a journey. And everything you do peels back that layer, that onion, and opens up some freshness, some expansion, some newness which sometimes can be scary, like Holly said. (laughs) It's it's amazing when you start to notice that you're moving with greater ease through your life. You're moving in a way that you're not so reactive. You can stop and actually in a point where you normally would have reacted, where you're running from a monster and be like, wait, what am I running from? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a huge shift to be able to actually bring your conscious mind to the to the play, basically. Yeah. It gets to be one of the actors in the play instead of just stuffed down underneath the stage trap door (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm glad glad. i I think that's a step in the right direction you know Mm -hmm. yeah and the work we did was some of the first work that i usually do with people is i clear out the big emotions like the fear the shame the guilt, the sadness, the anger. And so if you notice, so clearing out the fear has created a shift in the way your perspective and looking about money, or it could have been that we, you know, softened and cleared up some trauma too. That could have been why we we don't need to know why we just know that there was a shift in your perspective and around fear of success as well. I'm feeling more comfortable stepping into that. So That's a huge shift in just two little things. But yeah, once we clear out those big emotions and the traumas, then we really start to get to like the nitty gritty. So it's like clearing the, like if you're going to build a house, you want to clear all the roots and all the rocks so that you can build a solid foundation. A lot Mm -hmm. of times people do a lot of work, and this is how most people work. We're doing a lot of works, but we're doing it on this rocky foundation. So when you get ultra stressed or you don't have somebody holding your hand like a coach or a mentor or whatever, then 
it gets something comes up, you know, life throws a pandemic at you or whatever. And you're just like, <laughs> what? And all of a sudden you're off kilter, but your foundation is also off kilter because you have all this stuff underneath it. And then the whole thing falls and crumbles. So I work with, you know, clearing out that, that first beginning. You don't necessarily see big, huge things, but you see the beginning, you see, you start to just feel a little bit more stable. Yeah. And then from there we get to, you know, build the house and build, start building in and layering in the things that you want, creating the identity that you want. A lot of times, again, we talking about transitions and people going through transitions, you get to choose who you want to be. And I get to help you make that happen, which is so fun. It's so fun when I, when people hit the like three, four month mark and all of a sudden you see all the pieces starting to come together and really translate into big shifts. And that's why as well, I can give people instant relief a lot of times, but there's something so magical about being able to give people that have all the pieces start to really come together and have them be able to step into what it is they really want to do, what they well, want it's, to it's do. It's them doing it on their own too. You've given them the power to move right. on their own. Cause you can give instant relief, but that's Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's, again, it's about creating permanent change. And I do, I always set everybody up towards the end. We really work to make sure everything's solidified so that the work is permanent. But I also give you the tools to actually start to heal your own triggers and heal whatever little things that might come up. That way you become a self-cleaning oven. You don't need me anymore. I mean, <laughs> You know, sometimes something crazy may come up and you might call me up and say, hey, Jenea, can I, I could really use like two sessions or something. But that's generally all that people need or they just need a refresher on something. But most people don't even need that. It's just setting people up with the tools to be able to continue to transform their life and being able to understand like, oh, hey, this is a trigger and I want to address it so that I don't have to deal with it anymore. So yeah. you get to be as proactive as you want. You can be like, screw it. I'm not doing any more work. I'm done with transformation. I feel good. <laughs> I'm going to stay here because I feel nice and comfortable <laughs> <laughs> until the life throws another pandemic at me. And then I'll <laughs> use my tools. And that's perfectly fine too. <laughs> yeah. All right, Holly. So what is next for you now that you've moved and you're looking at creating a financial abundance? Yeah. No, it's a financial abundance for independence. Um, and that, that starts actually, well, today I'm supposed to get my supercomputer. Uh, it's been delayed. And uh, I have some computer work coming up because I, I work from home typically. And so as soon as I get that on hand, I've got the the tools uh, to to start growing something. Perfect. 
Awesome. Well, it feels very exciting to be at the beginning of new perspectives and stepping into making them happen. And I want to thank you very much, Holly, for stepping forward and stepping into this work in a way that is on display for people. I know it's not easy for everybody, but I know that you are dedicated to shifting your life and elevating. So I just want to thank you so much and commend you. Oh, thank you for reminding me somehow. (laughs) (laughs) And for being brave because it's really brave. It's scary sometimes for people to step into doing any kind of work, but stepping in in this capacity, it's incredibly brave. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. So thank Thank you. you. All right. And did you have any more questions for me, Holly, about anything? Not right now, though. Thank you, though. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us the last few weeks. And we will see you next time on Self-Sabotaging Sagas. Oh, I'm so silly. <laughs> I, always forget <laughs> to tell you about, I always forget to tell you about what I have going on. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, all right. So you can have, I'll be, I'll be cheesy. So you can move from self-sabotage to self-mastery. <laughs> you can reach out to me via direct message on Facebook, or you can reach out at JaneaBarnes-Elevate.com. That's G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S-Elevate.com. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now I'm going to say hello, friends. I wanted to jump on today and give you guys a little bit of an update. I wanted to tell you about some new shifts that Holly, our gracious volunteer, has noticed since those two sessions that we did. We did those sessions well over a month ago now. And she's experienced some new shifts. One of the things that happens with this work as we work on the subconscious mind, sometimes we don't notice the shifts right away. Sometimes it takes a little while for them to filter in, to integrate, and to really show up in a way that's noticeable. But we did some work with Holly around clearing fear And we did some work on healing some trauma from age, say, four to eight for her. And she wrote me this little message. I wanted to read it to you all. So she says, the main shift I have noticed is like my eyes opened up. My perception shifted from feeling trapped and scared to seeing possibilities to change my situation. Opportunities arose when I began to speak. I lost my voice in a sense before. I thought even asking for help or even telling people what was wrong would be a waste of time. The shift in my perception led me to hesitantly tell my story and immediately I was offered advice and assistance to get towards a better environment. So that's a big deal right there, you guys. 
she felt trapped before and after we did this healing work one of the things that happened and transformed for her was that she felt like she could actually speak to people and get the support that she needed to make a change she felt like her eyes were open that's one of the things one of the reasons why i love doing this work is it feels sometimes like the shifts are subtle, but because of the shifts, we can actually do and create such big changes in our life. It's so inspiring to me, and I'm so grateful for Holly for volunteering her time to share with you guys and what happens when we do this work. All right. Now I'm really signing off for the end of this episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. Remember, if you want to reach out to me and talk about doing some work, doing some one-on-one -on -one work, you can reach me on Facebook. Just search my name. You can reach me on Instagram, also my name, and my website. And so my name, if you can't spell it, if you're just listening to this, it's Jenea Barnes, which is G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S. So, and my website is JeneaBarnes-Elevate.com. So G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S-Elevate.com. And thank you for watching Self-Sabotaging Sagas. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. Bye.